The Nets continue to be an enigma in the NBA. We may have been wrong about one Jeremy Grant, and there are plenty of rumors going on in the hot stove for NBA trades. Welcome back, fools and ghouls, to another episode of Smoke Break Sports. I am, of course, your host, Kev. We're going to do things a little differently today. I'm going to do a little lightning round. There is a lot of stuff to talk about in the NBA. I know the excitement of the NFL offseason and all that Super Bowl talk has really taken my attention away from my favorite sport. So we're going to hit some of these things in a lightning round type situation. So to start things off, the Brooklyn Nets are still the NBA's mystery. Uh, Unfortunately, on Wednesday, my Pacers were unable to defeat the Nets and, and really scared me, honestly, being one of the few teams that the Nets have played this year to not only score less than 120 points, but my boys didn't even crack 100, losing to the Nets 104-94 on Wednesday. So was very nervous there. Looked like the Nets played defense for a night. But we were brought back to life the next day in Indiana as the Pacers managed to do something that the Lakers have struggled to do as well as the Nets themselves, and the Pacers scored a 111-95 to win over the Detroit Pistons, who have looked really good, honestly. They have earned my respect. Obviously, the record is not great, but um, even now, with Derrick Rose gone, they are still incredibly competitive. Jeremy Grant, whom we said was not necessarily making a mistake because you should go and get paid when given the opportunity, but someone that we thought would not nearly have the same success in Denver, or pardon me, would not have the same success in Detroit that he had in Denver, has really gone out and and proven himself. Uh, Blake Griffin has continued to produce, and the Pistons are proving to be a tough out for anyone in the league, despite the the bad win-loss record that they have. They are by no means... A, an automatic W for any team that lines up with them. So the Nets, as we said, continue to struggle. As I mentioned, as as of recording, the Pistons are actually beating the Celtics by nine with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. So these good teams continue to struggle against the Pistons. But more importantly, it seems that whoever plays against the Nets has at least one player who's about to have a career night on them. So Jeremy Grant, as we mentioned, just went off on them boys. Um, They have had some really bad nights. Uh, Colin Sexton, way back when, lit them up for 40-something. And as we mentioned, offense would not be the problem for Brooklyn. It would be their inability to play defense. So what are they going to do to fix it? In their most recent game, James Harden had five blocks, which should be a good sign for them. He's that he's playing some kind of defense, right? But the Nets continue to just be that team. When you think about who they're coached by and what the history of you know Steve Nash 
teams that he's played on, teams that were coached by Mike D'Antoni, those teams have always gone with the philosophy of we're going to spread you out and we are going to outscore you, which makes for incredibly entertaining regular season play and a team that's always good enough for the playoffs. But in the playoffs, when everyone is ready to play defense, everyone is prepared for you and only you. That's all they're focusing on. There's no risk of there being someone else uh, down the line that maybe the, the scouting squad is is looking at. They don't have to worry about multiple teams going against that week. Defense gets better in the playoffs. Almost everyone who makes the playoffs plays defense, and the game itself sort of changes. It slows down a little bit come that playoff time, and I, for one, just do not think Brooklyn is ready for that yet. As we move on into the rumor mill, we will find that the Nets did make a signing here of late, and we will get into that in a bit. But will that be enough? Spoiler alert, I do not think so. I think they still need to make some moves. They have, we have, As we have mentioned before, they are hoping that some of these bigger named front court guys get bought out. You know, the likes of maybe an Andre Drummond or a Kevin Love, who I don't think has played a game this season. I tell you, I keep holding on to him in fantasy, hoping that at some point he'll provide me a late game push, but... My fantasy basketball team has earned its name of the Washington Generals, but that's neither here nor there. The Nets continue to be a big old question mark. Some One game they'll look great, another game they'll still look great offensively, but they'll give up 140 points to a team that has no business scoring it. So that's it. That's all I've got for the Nets for now. Uh, These Next updates come from a site that I follow on the interweb on Instagram called Top Ball Coverage. So shout out to them. Thank you for providing the content. This comes from their NBA News Scroll from February 11th. This is being recorded on the evening of the 12th, and you will all be seeing it likely on the hearing it, so I should say. On either the 13th or probably the morning of the 14th. So some of this stuff may have already happened or may have changed. So let's go ahead and run through it. We will actually start with the Nets. So report is that Noah Vonla has agreed to a deal with the Brooklyn Nets. I have mixed feelings about this. So as you join us and continue in this journey with us here at Smoke Break Sports, you will be told time and time again, be reminded of my favorite teams, what my rooting interests are, because I will not be objective when it comes to my favorite teams. I will at the very least give you the caveat that we are talking about things that I like, so you can understand my position and my opinion on said topics. So Noah Vonla comes from my favorite college basketball program, the Indiana University Hoosiers. Uh, If you haven't figured it out by now, your boy Kev does hail from the great state of Indiana, hence the uh, Pacers, Colts, Notre Dame football, IU basketball. You know, when you're born in Indiana in the late 80s and raised in the 90s, you have have these things. I mean, what was I going to do, root for Purdue? Ugh. So Noah Vonla is near and dear to my heart because he was a good Hoosier. You know, that's another reason I was so ecstatic when the Pacers acquired Sticky Vicky Oladipo, whom will be brought up later, 
and why I was so sad to see him go, even though I completely understand the business side of it. And I think the Pacers getting Karis LeVert long-term, basically getting the same output for a cheaper price and for a guy who's on a guaranteed contract was well done. Still going to miss you around here, Vic. So Noah Vonla is someone that I like, and he's a power forward, which Brooklyn absolutely needs. They need depth on the front court. But has he answered any of their problems? Is this guy going to come in and provide lockdown defense in the post? Probably not. He's going to get some rebounds. He will be a defensive presence. He will allow for them to have some taller lineups they can go to. I will be interested to see how many minutes he gets per game. I don't expect it to be too high into the double digits early on. I think he's going to be a bottom of the rotation guy for now. But the Nets clearly at least see their own weakness, which, I mean, that's good. They, they're going to be limited in the options they have as far as adding depth to this front court. So they're doing what they can for now while they wait to see if other guys are bought out. So Noah Vonla added to the Nets. Stay tuned to see how that works out and how we feel about it as we go forward. Now I'm going to start, if you find this post, I'm going to start at the bottom, scroll my way up. Because that's just, it happens to be more interesting going that way. So report, Bulls are only willing to trade Zach Levine for a Bradley Beal type player. Question. What constitutes a Bradley Beal type player? Are you essentially saying you need a franchise shooting guard? A, a, um, I don't know. Bradley Beal to me is at least a top 15 player in the league. He, he might be top 10 on some people's list. He's had a great season this year. He continues to produce on a Wizards team that just doesn't really look that good and you would think with someone like Russ Westbrook coming along one of two things would happen the team would win more games and Bradley Beal would lose some production or what has seemed to have happened is Bradley Beal just continues to put the whole team on his back though and they aren't very they aren't winning the Knicks who have been a pleasant surprise of late, uh, especially after acquiring Derrick Rose. Again, we will talk about the Knicks here in a little bit. They put a hurting on the Wizards yet again tonight. So who, and this is a question for all of you, please let me know. Find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Smoke Break Sports. Find us on our Facebook page and let me know who is your list, who is on your list of Bradley Beal type players. So I think the asking price for the Bulls, for Zach Levine, while understandable, is maybe a bit too high. You're not going to be able to swap a one-for-one here. Uh, If I were the Bulls, if I'm interested in this trade at all, I would keep myself open to trading for draft picks or something, because you're you're not going to... No one who wants a Zach Levine has a Bradley Beal-type player to give you in return, because they're wanting to keep their assets... You're either going to trade him to a contender or you're going to trade him to somebody who's rebuilding. And in neither of those situations are you going to be able to trade your good player for an equally good player. That doesn't tend to be how things work around here. So try again, Bulls. We'll keep an eye on the Levine situation to see if he does go anywhere. 
Report, Kyle Korver is considering retiring from basketball. I find this one to be odd. Um, I would expect him to finish out the season, but maybe he's unhappy where he's at and just isn't feeling it anymore. I think if he does retire, I would not be surprised later in the season, depending on how the rights work with this, if there were certain teams that come knocking on his door trying to acquire his services for uh, a couple of possessions here and there in the playoffs, somebody that they know is willing and able to knock down some open threes. Report, several teams are interested in trading for Thaddeus Young. That makes sense. Uh, If the Nets had anything that they could offer to trade, I could see them in the running for this. Thad is a great uh, hybrid type guy. He can play the small forward for you. He's played power forward a lot in his career. We, of course, love him around here because he spent some time in Indiana and, and played well for the Pacers. I'm a big fan. I mean, it's this guy's been around the league for a long time, and he's he's done some pretty good work. He's not going to take over a team by any means, but he was absolutely able to provide some depth, some, some okay shooting range from his position. Uh, still an athletic defender despite the fact that he's getting up there in age. So I think there is a good chance that we will see him move to a contender, especially if it sounds like multiple teams are interested. So stay tuned there. We will certainly be talking about it if a move does get made. No uh, no rumor mill here, just uh, an update. The report, DeAndre Hunter expected to miss 7 to 10 weeks following his knee procedure. That's a bummer. Um, I really was excited coming into the season to see what this young Hawks squad could put together. We have more Hawks-related topics to get to here in just a minute, but... Uh, Best wishes to DeAndre. Hope he heals up soon. I look forward to seeing how his career plays out in the NBA. I do still have high hopes that he will, at the very least, be a solid contributor. He kind of could remind me a little bit of uh, the Thaddeus Young who we just spoke of. Uh, It could be a guy uh, very valuable to a few different teams in the future. Report. Multiple contenders are expected to pursue a trade for Austin Rivers. Uh, no surprise here. I think there are you. There are a lot of teams that could use a good point guard, especially in the playoffs. We saw how valuable Rajon Rondo was to the Lakers last year. I mean, time and time again, uh, these veteran point guards who may or may not actually be starting for their team, they still provide very valuable minutes because you want to be able to have someone whom you can trust to run your offense while the stars get a break, and that becomes exponentially more important in the playoffs. You need to have ball handlers that you can trust, good decision makers out there, and it helps if they can make some buckets here and there. Austin Rivers fits that perfectly. I I don't currently have any wish list for where I would like to see him land. We will maybe dig back into this topic in more detail at a later date, but we're running on 15 minutes now, so time to move along. Stay tuned if you want more updates on Austin Rivers. Trending report, Kyle Lowry has put his Toronto mansion for sale, up for sale. I have also seen, again courtesy of Top Ball Coverage, um, a question, which would be, is... Kyle Lowry, the missing piece to the Clippers rotation. Would he be the perfect fit to give them what they need to make a deep playoff run? 
So that is something we will absolutely come back to so long as he hasn't already been traded elsewhere between now and this episode's release date. Again, we are recording this on the 12th. Um, so if, if he's still in limbo by the 14th or 15th, you may uh, you can expect us to discuss his options as or the Clippers options um, and if Kyle Lowry is the best fit there. But again, everything I said about Austin Rivers is also correct here for Kyle Lowry, except that he has a better resume. The only difference is he's older, uh, but he would absolutely be valuable to any playoff team looking to make a push. And just off the cuff, I think he would solidify. The, the Clippers clearly need a point guard. Um, you know, Pat Bev plays good defense. He is not a true point. He's just combo guard sized and he fits into the point guard spot there. And Lou Williams can cook all day. Again, not a true point guard. He is uh, more of the sort of uh, a broke man's Kyrie Irving type where, you know, he's point guard sized again, but absolutely is a shooting guard, 100%. Uh, shot maker, shot taker, but not the kind of guy to run an offense for you. So Kyle Lowry, absolutely, if the price is right and the Clippers don't have to give up too much, I would say that would be my go-to situation for Kyle Lowry. That that makes the Western Conference just that much more interesting. I would love to see Lakers-Clippers in the playoffs with Kyle Lowry added to the Clippers rotation. Fun stuff. Report. Now here's where some of that earlier foreshadowing finally comes to fruition. Hawks view Rajon Rondo as an unsuccessful signing. Well, ding, 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 ring the bell, folks. We've got another one, another pin in the smoke break sports cap, if you will. Hate to say I told you so, but God damn it, I told you so. I told you, Atlanta. If only you were paying more attention to me when you were tuned in, because I know you were listening. Thanks for the listens. Thanks for the likes and subscribes and the follows. We do appreciate you, Atlanta. But next time your boy gives you some advice, don't be like the Houston Rockets and ignore me for two years and only to ultimately fall flat on your face. All right? Next time we tell you Rajon Rondo is not a good fit for you, and next time you, Rajon Rondo, want to sign somewhere, listen to your boy Kev. All right? You know I've got your back. I talk about you every 15 to 20 episodes. I honestly don't know how you continue to make your way onto this show, but you do, and we love you for it. And our good friend Sean B. probably at least loved you during your Kentucky days. I don't know how he feels about you now, but I still love you. You should have been signed by a contender, much like last year. You are a perfect fit for a team that has veteran presence and is ready to win right now. You are not a good fit for the Atlanta Hawks situation. We said that in the preseason we said that in the off season, and now the Hawks are seeing that for themselves. So with that, an additional report, Atlanta Hawks will look to trade Rajon Rondo at the trade deadline. Well, of course. And this will be the best outcome for both sides. The Hawks will hopefully be able to get some, some assets from a contender who's looking to trade in a draft pick or something or a, a young player that maybe has a high ceiling in order to get someone like Rondo who can help them win now. I mean, do, do we see playing fantasy GM here again? Do we see Rondo 
back in L.A. before the Clippers, you know, if Kyle Lowry doesn't end up there, is Rondo there? It, what a great market we have right now with three quality veteran point guards that seem to be available that all these playoff teams can take a look at and make moves for. So definitely more to come there. We will update you and, of course, provide our opinion when any one of these three guys gets traded because that's going to be big news for the NBA and could have very big playoff implications. So Rondo needs to go to a winner, needs to go somewhere where he doesn't have to teach these young cats how to ball. He just needs to fill in, step up, make some plays, and be playoff Rondo again. Heading into our final topic, the Knicks are monitoring Bradley Beal and Victor Oladipo's availability for possible trades. So we talked about the Knicks earlier. Uh, Good move, it seems. They made for Derrick Rose at the time. I didn't quite understand it because I didn't think the Knicks were going to be able to make much of a splash in the East this year. It's sort of uh, my the same thoughts I had when uh, the Suns picked up Chris Paul, where I thought, well, what are you going to do? You're going to be the seven seed in the East with this move? You're going to add depth, of course. You're going to add a good ball player, but how much gas does Derrick Rose have in the tank? Is he going to be there for the next few years as your young team gets better? But it seems, with with stuff like this, it seems that the Knicks are really trying to prepare themselves to, to make a push now. And if they are able to acquire either Bradley Beal or Victor Oladipo, then that makes the Derrick Rose move retrospectively make a lot more sense. And that becomes a, a fairly decent team that that could maybe upset someone in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know. It's very interesting to me. I did not have, if you had asked me earlier this season where Bradley Beal would go and if the Rockets decide to move off Oladipo where he would land, New York would not have been high on my list really for either. Maybe Oladipo maybe made a little more sense because, again, uh, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So maybe if uh, if he likes playing in New York, you could try to acquire him and sign him for the long term. But Bradley Beal, I... I I don't know that the player would want to, uh, I don't know if Bradley wants to go from Washington to New York, but again, at some point in time, the Knicks will get good again, right? It's only, I mean, that's what statistics would, would, uh, have you believe no one's going to say stay bad forever. So you'll be a hero in the Mecca, you know, whoever it is that's on the team that finally brings the Knicks back to prominence will be remembered and will be a legend in their own right. So I tell you what, it would certainly make the NBA much more interesting and entertaining for the New York Knicks to be good. Although, of course, we've got Brooklyn, who's kind of dominating that market now, rightfully so. But again, this is a featured franchise of the NBA. And you've heard me say this, those of you who have been with us from the beginning, all the time, those featured franchises, those long living, you know, old legends of the past, when those teams, when the Lakers and the Celtics and the Knicks, when those teams are good, business is better for the NBA. It makes it more enjoyable for all of us to watch. So heck, I would love to see the Knicks be able to pull off one of these trades. If I had to give it probability, I would say, uh, 
not great odds for them to make this trade, but I'm coming into it kind of cold because I didn't realize that they were in the market for Bradley Beal or Oladipo until yesterday. So more to come on all fronts. That's what we've got for you for the NBA right now. By the way, LeBron is going nuts and winning a bunch of overtime games. Uh, I love the memes I'm seeing with his secret stuff. Some great advertising for Space Jam 2. Good work there, boys. Speaking of good work, if you like what you have heard here, please consider following us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Be sure to subscribe. We've been hitting the daily circuit. Sometimes you're getting two episodes a day around here. We will continue to be your home for bite-sized sports podcasts. Try to keep them all at least under a half an hour. Every once in a while, I need to get more of these back under 10 minutes so it's a true smoke break size. But what can I say? Your boy was born with the gift of gab. So if we have brought any value to your day, all that we ask here at Smoke Break Sports is you give us a like or a follow and maybe share with a friend. We would love to brighten their day as well. Thanks to all of you who have supported us this far. And we will see you at the next one. Go Pacers!